Here we are again, the joy of the Eucharist Advent with the Holy Family, a daily retreat. Day six. Day six. Today, we want to talk about that super cool moment when the Holy Family was formed. Super romantic moment? Uh, Kind of, yeah. Yeah, beautifully romantic in that human wills and God's wills came together in beautiful ways. And so we're talking about, of course, the betrothal of Mary and Joseph. Again, the source material for this is a little rough. (laughs) We don't hear about it from the Bible. It's not facts. It's not the gospel truth, but there are some traditions, some testimony of of religious who have seen mystical visions and whatnot. So again, really quick, mystical visions are when a person, super holy, is going into prayer and sees a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and and it's personal prayer for them. For them, first and foremost, but then sometimes it can be for the benefit of the church, too. Obviously, it does not have anywhere near the quality of revelation um, and should not be treated like divine revelation. But sometimes it can help us form our imaginations and our own images and perspectives of saints. And So the mystics that we've been using and good are uh, Blessed Mary of Agreda and Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich, among others. And so when we talk about the betrothal, it's these sources, and they're actually very similar in their descriptions of the betrothal. That's kind of where they're coming from. And actually, there's a lot of really good art about the betrothal of Mary and Joseph. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. Well, you need to look up some of this art because it's purdy. Okay. It's I will real purdy. It, it is. <laughs> their betrothal. Because, yeah, that romantic quality that you're longing for is there in their yeah, eyes. Yeah, one good and, romance. Hallmark, you know, you know? Exactly. Well, it was almost a Hallmark story. But not so much. Let's tell the story from the perspective of these two mystics. So, Mary's in the temple, right? Consecrated herself in the temple. Okay. We talked about that at the presentation. Mm-hmm. And um, she had made a, a vow of virginity, kind of uncommon at the time. And But it was... It was it was time for her. She was of marriageable age. And at that time, the ladies of the temple, when they reached that age, they would seek a husband. And the husband was supposed to be of the same tribe or class. The husband was supposed to be very similar uh, in equally temperament, yoked. equally ro- yoked, right, as Jesus says. And so they uh, rounded up all these dudes, mm-hmm. brought them to the temple. Where's Joseph? And Joseph is among them. Ooh. But Joseph again, these traditions says, had privately made a vow of virginity himself. And so he was there and he was captured by Mary's beauty, of course, but he thought himself unworthy of her. Mm. And uh, and he was the only one, it says, among the group who thought himself unworthy of her. The rest, I guess, were Casanovas, but, uh, and was conflicted because he had made this vow to God. And so um, inspired by the Holy Spirit, the the high priest there at the temple said, okay, this is how we're going to determine it. Everybody pick up sticks. <laughs> and so they all grabbed a staff. What? And uh, according to tradition, St. Joseph's staff bloomed. No. Yes. No. And a lily bloomed out of the end of St. Joseph's staff. And that's how it was determined who should take Mary as their wife. So that's why he's always got a lily? That's why every time you see a statue of St. Joseph, he's holding a staff well, with a lily coming out. I thought it was out. about purity. It is, right? But but it is, of course. But it's also from this tradition that how did we pick who was Mary's spouse? Well, it was decided by divine intervention that St. So cool. Joseph's staff blossomed. Magical staff. Yeah. And so then they were, they were joined to one another. They promised one another an engagement, uh, a betrothal, which actually betrothal is still a thing. Um, We did betrothals very commonly until the 60s, where 
when a couple became engaged, you would promise to marry the other and spend a time in a period of betrothal, greater discernment, and then have the wedding later. And some of the young couples of the parish are bringing this tradition back. I've done a handful of betrothal ceremonies, and it's kind of a neat tradition. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because you can do, you can, back? you can be like the Holy Family. Yeah, it's coming back. What? Uh-huh. Okay. Explain this really quick again. <laughs> okay. So it's the betrothal ceremony. Where, like what, what people are doing these days. I want to know about that. Yeah, so it's a tradition that we had in the church for, for a very, very long time, um, until the 60s. And um, it's, it's a, where the couple promises the other that they will marry them, right? And so it's a little more serious than engagement, because engagement, that's what you're promising, that's what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. But it's before God and the church. It's a promise that one day, hopefully soon, I will take you as my wife. I will right. take you as my husband. Okay. And then in that period of betrothal, you say no to everyone else, right? And have a, a more intense and deeper focus on the one that you are to marry and prepare your heart for marriage. And so hmm, it mimics. So it's it like imitates. an engagement, but it's taking it the same a thing step further by doing but it's it. In the church, it's in the church with it the priest. And, and it's drawing yourself into the Holy Family because Mary and Joseph betrothed. Yeah. And then married later. It was the common tradition okay. of the Jews at the time. Well, dang it. Now I'm sad I can't go. <laughs> Too <betrothed>. late. <laughs> Too late. You missed your chance. <laughs> so sad. Uh-huh. How can we turn this to hope? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so beautiful to see how our lives can mirror the Holy Family's lives, you know? It is. And how they're really not that different. And so in engagement, in marriage, I feel like the hard part are when two become one, two different lives, two different families, two different backgrounds, all of a sudden hurl together, boom. Family is created. Now two are one and a new family is formed, right? So this is, this is the, the mystery in which the holy family was formed. So too, in those, that moment of marriage, a new family is formed. How cool, how awesome um, that is. All of the joy and excitement that Mary and Joseph had. So Mary and Joseph have this excitement, this joy for this new life that they're going to have together. So Mary and Joseph, they had all of this joy and excitement for their new life together, which we can relate to. Mm -hmm. But then they also had another thing that we can relate to, the anxiety and, well, do they have the anxiety? Do you think they have the anxiety? I think you can say anxiety. Anxiety is is a thing, not a sin. They had confusion, they had questions, they had doubts and fears. So Mary and Joseph, they had all of their joy and excitement about creating their new family through their betrothal, the hope for the future. But then I'm sure that they also had some anxieties around that and holy fear and you just don't know what's coming. And when you have to bring two people together, that's a hard thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to be full of confusion because they thought God's will was one thing, that they both remain virgins, which it was. But then how can this be if we're going to come together as a married couple? Um, The Lord's will was mysterious and confusing in in that situation. But of course, it's mysterious and confusing in in every time uh, a new family is formed. Yeah, and even with falling in love, you get, I know I got thrown off because I had my set plans. I wasn't going to get married till I was about 30 after being a Catholic missionary in Europe and going on all these adventures. 
But then I fell in love and I was like, Jesus, do I have to die to the other dreams? And after so much prayer and certainty through that discernment that my husband is the one for me, I had to lay all of those hopes and dreams down for even greater ones. But that can be a hard thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. They're better. So much better. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Mary and Joseph had that trust that God's will would be better, they were able to navigate all those confusing parts, and and they Joseph had a blooming stick, <laughs> the blooming stick and the hope. Uh huh. Yeah. So imagine it. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Imagine Joseph's pure heart swell with excitement as he saw Mary chaste, pure, demure, holy little Mary. His heart swells with excitement, but his head fills with confusion because he knows himself to be unworthy of her. He knows himself to be um, vowed to the Lord that he would remain pure and chaste just for him. But still he has this exhilaration in his heart. And Mary looks over and sees this young, handsome man who just has something. There's something about him. There's a glow. His eyes look different than everybody else's, and she's drawn to it. But her heart is guarded also because she's made a vow to God. She's given herself to God. So she's a little confused by this tug. Mm-hmm. And then both Mary and Joseph can trust that this is of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. <laughs>